0: Go, 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 go. Get him out of here. How yeah. hell I like you. You can come over to my house and f*** my sister. Wow. It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is. There's a dirty little secret. You told Clint Parker okay. to turn around and take off his pants?
1: Yes. And did he? Yes. And I just gave him a couple swats.
2: You don't bad doing this dumbass, yeah. you, f- you f***ing fool? Open your mouth like I give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth,
0: man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The truth of the matter is... You were not a good baby. Well, you
2: ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick,
0: fast, and hurt. McDonald's a piece of s***. Miocic's a piece of s***.
2: Clint Parker. I'm coming for you, mother What? Swung on, blast it. Hi! Deep to right, down the line, gone! Jose
3: Ramirez, second home run. You told me to leave while I'm in my order while you're making
0: out with that slut. Being in the industry with how much f- you take on your face. Bam, all upside his head, just slap him. I to make you slap somebody. This is terrible. This is terrible. I, I had to take off my shoes Shoot. and run. So, kiss my black, not okay. Make fun
2: of my nose, they calm and ugly. say I have no friends.
1: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing, and I'm sitting on a couch being a loser.
2: Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than y'all.
1: Well, it's been proven to cure the cancer drinking the dog pee has. Welcome to the Sandsbury Show, we're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. It's Friday, obviously 7 o'clock. We'll talk to Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. But before we do, I can't believe this is happening. I can. (laughs) Pantone had the opportunity to sit down with Kofi uh, Kofi Kingston. Is that his name? That is his name. It's one third of, was it New Day? The New Day, come on, you know about this stuff. The New Day. Oh, it's The New Day. The New Day, yeah. The New Day. Oh, I just thought it was New Day. These are the Booty O's, dudes? Yep, 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 yep. All right, for the adults listening, <laughs> apparently this dude's from the WWE, and that is uh, rolling into Canton soon, right? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow oh, yeah. night, it
3: all goes down. Canton Civic Center is the place. You know, your boy's already got the front row tickets. So He's oh, yeah. so got it all taken care of. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm sure you do, yeah. yeah so I'm pretty sure excited about it.
1: Uh, you know, your boy burned his. I got uh, I got, I got, I got, no business. I got, You know, and a guy actually hit me up the other day. was like, you know, if you went, Maybe you'd get it. And I was like, dude, I went last time it was here. I think it was like two, two, three years ago you went. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe it was like two years ago. I know Meg Whiten, she, she was yeah. here. Her and I went. Because we were like, let's just go people watch. Well, you want to go watch the circus? And she just, in the middle of the first, I don't know, are they called matches? <laughs> in the middle of the first match, she's like... That guy stopped that punch six feet in front of him, Dan. I was like, "Yeah, I know." I was like, "I was like, it's apparently we're supposed to suspend the disbelief and we're supposed to get sucked into the moment." I
3: I would say much like any other play or TV show, you just got to you got to believe in the
1: dragons. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is that I can't do it with that, but I just cannot do it. And part of my thing was is I remember tweeting it out. Because it wasn't Brock Lesnar there. Yeah, like Brock Lesnar was there. No, like one of he doesn't
3: them. do house shows. Oh, it
1: must have been WWE when I, or it must have been like WrestleMania I was watching or something. And I was like, the problem with this is, is that with the UFC, I know what it looks like when Brock Lesnar punches you in the face. Like, I know what it looks like. And so there's a little bit of that where I'm like, I don't know what it is because you're right. It's like, dude, I watch movies. I watch Star Wars. I can be pulled into stupid things. I can be pulled into things where it's like, dude, that can't happen or that would never happen. I can be pulled into that. But you throw a seven-foot dude with a mullet and a pink leotard and your boy is out. I, uh, I don't, like don't know a,
3: what it is. And like I've always said, it's just 30 years ago, there was a very valid point there of like, they're lying to you, they're saying it's real. But like, you know it's not, right. I mean, it was, yeah, it was more than 30 years ago at this point when, when when that was still a reality. We're talking 50 plus years ago at this point, And for some reason or another, wrestling is just held to this other standard where it's like, dude, we've admitted for... A generation of people plus that this is not real. This is entertainment. I mean, they changed their name. You know what I'm saying? Like they changed like the. No, like they changed
1: the, the, the name because they got sued by the wildlife people.
3: But they, but they, but they acknowledged they could have continued some sort of a farce of like, oh, yeah, world could've. wrestling competition. You know what I mean? Or they could have like they could have had something else there, but they went with like no, this is entertainment like this is what we're doing here
1: yeah trying to pass it off as a federation might have, might have been too far i,
3: I, I just I, it's always bizarre to me that like i said like any other live performance you'd be like oh that was cool who cares if cirque du soleil isn't isn't like real it's it's you know it's its own impressive thing but you know it's held to a different standard i just don't get it
1: i uh well we don't get it that that that's the thing i'm not trying i don't hold it to a different standard i just don't understand it like i just i turn it on and i'm like oh oh All right, like, I I, I just, like, I I don't get it. I I wish I could, because everybody seems to enjoy it, and everybody thinks I hate it. I don't hate it. It's just not for me. But you did get to sit down with uh, Kofi Kingston. I was like, they sent us the email, and I was like, yeah, dude. I was like, I don't, I cannot do it with a straight face.
3: That's a fan's owner. I was like, let let the guy have his moment. Cannot do it
1: with a straight face. (laughs) Can't do it. Like, I just, like, there is something about that where that would be impossible for me. I do have this question. And I don't know who in Canton has the answer, but this would be the most Canton thing ever. All right. We're going to open Fulton Road before the Hall of Fame weekend, right? <laughs> Like we're gonna think, open Fulton, right? I think. Like the exit guys, there, I think that would be the most Canton thing ever. Last year, you can't play the game because of whatever, because of the spray paint in the field. This year, you won't be able to get you won't be able to get there. But I mean, obviously, there's another way around there. But that's the way everybody knows. It's like the exit you need.
3: Yeah, I mean that can't be that can't be under construction during that weekend. I,
1: dude, people tell me so. I, I I tweeted it out, and multiple people reached out to me yesterday. And said, dude, the plan wasn't even isn't even to have it open by then
3: i 'd be surprised about that. I do not know if there 's an answer I do not know if there 's an answer to that
1: from somebody official no i I mean this is Twitter people telling me, look dude, like the plan's to not even have it open uh,
3: I, I I wondered during Hall of Fame weekend because i would i wouldn 't come off of seventy seven to go to there if I was coming up, I would come up Fulton.
1: I wonder do a they- lot of people are coming from north to coming down south, but
3: I wonder if they normally have that cut off because you 're not parking in the Hall of Fame there you 're not making that left. And then turning it into the Hall of Fame like an average day, you'd be going up. I don't know, I don't know if they would normally have that traffic rerouted anyway, but it, dude, they have to have it open. They do. I, I don't know what the answer is, but 100% they have to.
1: Every morning, every afternoon, I drive by that and I'm like, that can't be what we do. Like, come this week, when that weekend comes, you want it to be as easy as humanly possible. What you don't want is people coming here and going, Jesus, this is a mess. I will never do this again.
3: I Last time, I guess I looked over, I didn't notice how much was done, but as I drive home today, I'll definitely check it out and it kind was, of like, is it, does it look like it's doable in two weeks? That's it, all we got.
1: It looks like a Luke Bryan video. There's just a dirt road with Oof. 15 Silverados all up and down it. Like, that's all it is.
3: I, I mean, how long does that take? Are we getting, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know
1: how long the, of a process that is. I don't know what the what the end process of like paving a road is, but my guess is, is that it's not real quick. Right? Like I can't imagine it's not an overnighter.
3: No, if you were gonna do it, it'd be like, I would assume two weeks out, you'd have to have it like getting going today. This is
1: about where we are, yeah, right? I yeah. mean just I mean you know what I mean it's about where we are.
3: Which uh by the way, how depressing is that? Two things we got, number one. Uh two weeks from now, Hall of Fame which weekend, which is essentially the beginning summer's over. beginning of fall. Summer's already over. Like once football gets started. We're here. We might have a little bit of like August heat left in us, but summer's starting to get over, right? Summer's there. over. So that I means two weeks left here. Yeah. And you know what happens one week from today, my friend? No. Dude, your mom gets here. I was listening to Best Of this morning, and we were talking about July 20th. And I'm like, oh, dude, that's still another couple weeks. I'm like, we got some time before Sansbury's mom's here. Dude, July 20th. That is one week from today. Your mother's in town. <laughs>
1: at her you know she's got to ruin a weekend you know what i mean like she can't go like any other bad date it can't happen on tuesday it's got you know what i mean like let's do that like no 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 she's got to come on a friday and ruin god
3: damn yep so just deal with that one for the next week here buddy
1: so i will be on edge for about a week straight <laughs> next week. I will be I, I will be on edge. Yeah, no, I forgot about that one. I know you did. Not real pumped about that. Uh, keeping with the Hall of Fame, we will obviously get into T.O. a couple of times a little later this morning. I'll uh, ask Munch about that, too, as he'll join us at 7 o'clock. But Fantone sits down with Kofi Kingston. WWE, they're not wrestlers. They're superstars. They are. That's next on Rock Rock 106.9. <laughs>
3: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is
1: a dream come true.
3: Kansas Rock Station. Rock 1069. Show. Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. Uh, apparently, I got this wrong. Vince sued to continue to be able to use WWF, but he lost to the WWF, so then they had to become the W. Oh my he god, lost. nobody cares!
3: <laughs> he lost.
1: Oh my God, to take a shower, <laughs> read a book, watch a documentary. You don't, dude, not, Vince McMahon does not control the entire universe. He might control your entire universe.
3: The WWE oh, universe, God. he definitely controls, dude. Oh my
1: God, nobody cares. <laughs> WWE in town tomorrow night. Obviously, everybody in attendance will care. And I know more than enough. This, this proves what I'm always saying right here. What do I always say about this program? That it's named after me, but it's yours. That ultimately, it's you who show up to listen to it daily as who it's for. It's not for me. All this does for me is allows me to live inside. You're the one consuming it. At the end of the day, it is your show. I'm just the guy who gets paid to host it for you. Therefore, I always try to do what it is you want, which is why, oh my God. Fantone sat down with Kofi Kingston. I believe one-third of the New Day I was found out. The New Day. It's Ohio State. It has to be the the New Day. But he did. He sat down with Kofi Kingston from the New Day. We have that interview for you. We're going to run that for you right now.
3: One-third of the four-time tag team champions of the world, the New Day right here, uh, Kofi Kingston, WWE superstar, WWE live, uh, coming to Canton, Ohio. Kobe, this is the second time you've been on the program. Thanks for joining us again, man.
2: Oh, well, I must have done a good job. You invited me back. So, yeah, you know, dude. Hey, thank you guys for having me on again.
3: Always happy to have you on, dude. And I'm going to ask you this question, which I believe I've asked you before, but I want people to know because there's a lot of dudes who, at one point in their life or another, were big fans of WWE. Maybe it was the Attitude Era. Maybe it was the Golden Era. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, eras that people have been a part of. Um, what I want to know is why do you think those people should jump back in? What does WWE have going? on today
2: well right now um i think i probably mentioned this before but um like it's a very special time in uh in wwe you know you're seeing a lot of things that you never thought that you would see for those people who are wrestling fans aj styles is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the sport um and he had never been with wwe up until a couple years ago no one ever thought it was possible and now here he is on top of that uh shinsuke nakamura another guy huge star in japan uh, who thought, you know, everyone thought he was going to stay in Japan and his career out there. And he has ended up in WWE as well. Actually, uh, at this show coming up, um, AJ Styles and Nakamura are going to be wrestling each other in a no disqualification match. So you're seeing a lot of special, um, you know, special things. Kevin Owens, another big star on the Independent who you never thought was going to be in WWE. It's like just a, a special time where you're seeing like all the best in the world, in one place at the at one time, and it's WWE, so um it's pretty awesome, man, and like those people who haven't been to like a live show, it's completely different than what you see on TV, man, like you go there, you get to uh, bring your signs, we notice those signs, you cheer for the people who you like, you boo the people who you don't like, and it's a great time all around, family-friendly entertainment, and we all love doing it, we all love the energy that we get from the crowd, so it's just an amazing experience and uh, one that people never forget, for sure.
3: No, no question about it. There's a different energy at house shows. And the WWE at the Canton Civic Center is absolutely amazing. You guys have made the trip, I don't know, three, four times in the past three or four years. And every single time, dude, you guys bring the house down. I'm glad you bring up all those names, though. You know, the Shinsuke Nakamura's, the AJ Styles, the Kevin Owens, guys like that. Um, one of the things that has changed recently in the wrestling industry, if you ask me, is the ability for fans to reach out to wrestlers, to have their opinions heard. And that's all thanks to social media. One of the things... Yeah. One of the things I hear regularly and I roll my eyes at it every single time is, well, there's too much talent in WWE right now. There's just too much. These They don't have storylines for everyone. They can't make it happen. So what I want to know yeah. from you, Kofi Kingston, one third of the New Day right there, how has social media impacted the way that you go about your business? How has that changed, you know, how you deal with fans and how they deal with you?
2: Well, I mean, it's really, so yeah, like you said, it's kind of like that double-edged sword because, uh, you know, everyone has an opinion, but I think that's, the greatest thing about it is that you do get to interact with the people who have an interest in, uh, in in WWE, man. You get to, like, get direct feedback on what people thought about what happened because back in the day, you would never know. Like, you would know if, like, a segment went well or a match went well. You would think that it might have, and then you would never get the feedback from the people and see how they felt about it. So we get all of that, and, you know, good, bad, um, but, you know, indifferent, we we, you know, we appreciate all the feedback that we get. You know what I mean? Um, Everyone has their favorites. You know what I'm saying? Like one of the, uh, the tough things about having so much great talent in WWE right now is being able to find the time to have all that great talent be on all the time. We only have a certain amount of time on the show. But what it does guarantee is that the best crop – gets on the TV. I,
3: I, I appreciate that answer, but I'm just going to say it, man. I just feel like so many times wrestling fans just have this entitled sense of like, well, you're not <laughs> doing it exactly how I want it. And I just have to roll my eyes at it. Every time I see it. Yeah. Um, Kofi, yeah, I, I, I want to get your opinion. On, I want to get your opinion on something and you know, maybe not you personally, but I want to know about guys in the locker room. Um, do guys in the locker room resent Brock Lesnar? I don't
2: know if it's a resentment. Um, you know, Brock has, has done a lot in this industry. You know what I'm saying? So um, there are a lot of people like, you know, so, when, for example, when The Rock used to come back and, you know, people like, oh, he's taking my spot or Brock, you know, same thing. Like, the reality of the matter is that they, they paid their dues back in the day. You know what I'm saying? So um, without them, we probably wouldn't have, you know, as, as popular of an industry as we do today. Uh, now, having said that, you know what I mean? We would obviously like to see um, our, our champion – be the, uh, the, the on the show as much as possible. And, of course, when people don't see that, they get upset. But that's, like the, that's, that's the, uh, the drawing factor of it, right? Like, you, you don't know whether he's going to be on the show or not. But then when you do get a Brock Lesnar, it's really like a, it makes it that much more special for the people involved. You know, um, I think for the people in the locker room, like, we, we all want that top spot. So whether it was Brock Lesnar in that spot or, or anybody else, there would always be some kind of, like, resentment towards that because being, you know, a WWE superstar, you always want to be the best.
3: Yeah, I mean, I I personally think that, you know, Brock Lesnar, it's like, to me, Every day is not Christmas, man. You, you, don't, you don't get that big yeah. payoff every single day, but when it happens, it's well worth the wait. So at least that's where I stand on it. Uh, tickets still available, Ticketmaster.com, or of course you can stop by the Canton Civic Center. This is going to be Saturday night, uh, WWE Live. If you've never been a part of it, I, I recommend it to everybody. I'm a huge wrestling fan, and like I said, house yeah. shows are just something special. But I want to talk about Sunday night, and uh, that is going to be Extreme Rules. I know that you guys, the New Day, are going to be taking on the three-man tag team of Sanity in a tables match dude tables matches just violent dude there's no question about it how do you prepare yourself how do you prepare yourself mentally to step into that ring with guys like that who are just waiting to beat you up
2: well the thing about it is that like you you know going into a tables match that you're going to come out with some bumps and some bruises for sure there's no there's no question about that um as far as sanity is concerned i think we're actually all excited about it because uh honestly you know they've been down in nxt for quite some time making a name for themselves and a lot of people have been wanting to see this matchup for a while so now they've made their appearance. They have made their debut, and now we got this tables match with them at Extreme Moves. And I'm really wanting to see what they got. You know, uh, we we are uh, strong believers in the fact that iron sharpens iron. You know, so we always want to have the best competition. Um, obviously, uh, Sanity has been wanting to get up to the main roster for a while. They're looking to make a statement, and we don't want to have them make a statement on us. You know, so it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be a great match, and we can't wait. My my son is over here telling me that he just pooped, you know? <laughs> so he he's potty training right now and he just told he just told me that he's pooped. He's very proud of himself. So good job, man. Well, hey, hey, but, hey no! Congratulations <laughs> to your
3: son, hey! And before you get off the phone to go change that dirty diaper, uh, you know yeah. I'm talking to Kofi Kingston, one third of the New Day, one of the most decorated WWE superstars in the history of the game, man. Um, and I think people would be upset with me if I didn't ask you this. A lot of rumors swirling around the internet right now. Is the New Day gonna break up?
2: So okay, let me let me squash all these rumors right now. The New Day will never break up. we, we just don't see the point. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of. Uh, People are like, oh, you know, you guys all want to have some singles glory and go chase singles titles and this and that. And, yeah, we all do, but we're going to do it as a group. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that just makes the most sense. Um, you're, you're stronger with a team, right? Like, why, why would you go into a fight by yourself when you could go in with two other guys who have your back, who are, who are your best friends, you know? Um, it just seems that it, to, to us that makes the most sense. So um, that's where our minds are at in terms of a singles title. I think there's a lot of intrigue as far as, uh, you know, the, the free slash new day rule in terms of being able to do that with a single championship title, you know, uh, crossing that bridge and seeing, uh, seeing what we can do with that. You know, even with the money in the bank briefcase would be awesome to be able to do with that. So, um, that's, that's where our head is at, man. Like we're always trying to do things that are different. We don't want to do things that have been done before. You've already seen groups break up and they go like go off and like fight each other. You you've seen that before, you know, so we're always trying to do things that you've not seen before. Um, so, so yeah, man. If, if there's any talk about us uh, breaking up, you know, you'll you'll see us all kind of ride off into the sunset together. So, it's uh, it's three amigos, you know, one for all and all for one, or, or whatever the saying is. You know, we always have each other's backs. To the very end.
3: What I what I've always said, and what I think would be best for you guys, is I guys, I want you guys to Wu Tang it. I want you guys to go record only bill for Cuban links. I want you to record Liquid Swords on your own and do your own thing, but you still got to rep that Wu Tang flag. And I, I just, that's it. I, you know what I'm saying? Like I th- I think that's yes. what you guys got, dude. I know you got a crappy diaper that you got to go deal with, so I'm gonna let you off the phone. Uh, this Saturday night, Canton, Ohio. <laughs> Tickets still available. Ticketmaster.com or the Civic Center box office. Kofi Kingston. One more time, bro. Appreciate you.
2: Word up, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the
1: show again, guys. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9, 7 o'clock. We'll talk to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on sports. Get his take on a few things going on. Indians scoring a bunch of runs the other night. Terrell Owens not coming into town for the Hall of Fame induction. LeBron James, a rocky start out there in Los Angeles, although apparently he was out to dinner with Al Pacino and Leonardo DiCaprio. Um, and the rumor is now, see, do people attack me on Twitter yesterday? LeBron James is going to star in a comedy. It got announced yesterday. See, very that's why he went to L.A. You mean to tell me that that conversation about getting LeBron James to star in a comedy out, coming out of Hollywood started 11 days ago? That's what happened? It's that, that, that those, those talks started 11 days ago. No. No. Guys, he signed the deal for Space Jam a year and a half ago. He was in captures. Now, has lo- now d- one of two things has to be true here. Okay? Either A, you have to abandon your argument you used with me all season that he's not going to think about where he's going to think over. You either have to abandon that, which we all knew was ridiculous. The rumor had been Los Angeles all year. Where is he? Los Angeles. So apparently he was thinking about it back and forth to the queue every night. Remember all those tweets you guys used to send me? No, no, he's not even going to think about it. No, he was thinking about it. So either you got to give that one up, or B, you got to admit that movie deals don't get done in 11 days. One of the two things has to be true. Yeah, he
3: was, he was, he was going to do a movie anyway. It's the offseason. I mean, like, that's just who he is. I mean,
1: uh, yeah. I, it's, I, th- I, I think sometimes people don't understand how popular LeBron James really is, like, how well known that guy really is. There are athletes, Koli Leonard would be a great example. That's a guy who kind of needs to get to LA to beef up the brand. To make him more accessible to more people. LeBron James does not need that. It is going to help him. It's not going to hurt him. And yes, it's the icing on the cake of why he's good there. I would totally agree with that. But if... Thinking LeBron James went to the Lakers solely to set up his movie career is 100% lunacy. As a matter of fact, I'm going to promise you this. As a guy who promised you he was leaving, I am promising you this. LeBron James wins an NBA title in a in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. My guess is it takes less than 3 years. LeBron James will win a title in a Los Angeles Lakers jersey. The Lakers will do whatever it takes to get that done. They know he can't end his career there without a title. They know that Rob Palenka knows that. Magic Johnson knows that. They are going to surround him with the cast they need. Next year's the year. Next year's when everybody can start running around. Look for Klay Thompson to leave and head and be a Laker. Look for that to happen. Watch that. Wait when that happens. LeBron James will win a title. He did not go there so he could be in Trainwreck 2 or whatever the hell else he's going to be in. Like Those arguments are so crazy. Either that or you got to give up the he never thought about what he was going to do. The smartest basketball player ever, the most overanalyzing human being we've ever seen in the public eye, didn't think about what his next career move was going to be because of his respect for you, Akron, and St. Vincent, St. Mary. I, I told you all year, it was the most laughable, laughable thought process I have ever heard in my entire life. I ended up being right. And I'm going to end up being right about this, too. We have warned you, not warned you, we have said many, many times on this program that your fear of what will happen if we legalize marijuana in this country will not happen. It won't happen. It's not going to happen. What you think is going to happen, just big green clouds of smoke and hippies and tie dye everywhere, it's not going to go down. All this reefer madness that you're afraid of isn't going to happen. So Nevada, where my family lives, right? Nevada had some of the strongest drug, anti-drug laws in the country before they legalized marijuana. Okay? Traffic deaths in Nevada dropped 10% over the first year of recreational marijuana. Wow. Dropped wow. 10%. Now, I will full-on admit this to you. There is no direct link to giving people legal marijuana and less traffic accidents. There is no direct link between those two things. They cannot be connected in that manner, in, in my estimation. But the reason to bring this up and talk to you about it is, your fear would be, what one of the things people would tell me is, we legalized marijuana, man, everybody's gonna be stoned. Next thing you know, car accidents everywhere. Well, they actually went down. Now, I don't believe legalizing marijuana made them go down. However, they didn't make them go up.
3: Yeah, you would have to take a look. That's at, my argument. Did something? Did something else happen within Los a- Or within Nevada? Like you know, traffic laws, or did something? Something change that? But you're right. It's not that people are getting high and driving because that's the dumbest argument ever. Oh, dude, man, I get stoned. I'm a better driver. It's no, like, you're no, not. You're not. That's a terrible. I've argument, always made this dude. analogy. It's like terrible. a bartender
1: who tells me they're a better bartender when they drink behind the bar. No, you're not. You're just having more fun. I'm a better driver, man. No, you're not,
3: dude. It's no, you're not, not. It's not. It's not responsible to get stoned and be behind the wheel. It El, is not. Don't it, do it. it. Do not do that. Um, But you're right. This does fly in the face of the worst case scenario of the fears of like, well, dude, there's just going to be dead bodies all over the place because of weed.
1: So raining money from the sky in every state that's done it and all the stuff we're worried about and all the increases in crime and death and car accidents, all this stuff has not happened. We've got beta tests out there. We've got Oregon. We've got Washington. We've got Nevada. We've got the District of Columbia. What? What? are we afraid of oh yeah that's right admitting that we were wrong all this time walking back all that reefer madness and you have to give up on the lie that if you smoke a joint every once in a while in your life that you can't be successful you just don't want to give up your lies traffic deaths down 10% now again no direct link I would admit that but the fear would have been that marijuana is gonna make this number go up and then of course as we told you on this program it did not. It will not. It's time for us to give up our fear on this. Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. Next on Rock 1069.
3: Toby Boys brought popcorn a Stansberry show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 10s, Rock 1069.
1: Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 online at WRQK.com and joined every Friday, 7 o'clock, by my good buddy, my first actually, my 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 first boss in the whole business, Mark Munch Bishop, Munch on Sports. <laughs> buddy, thanks for joining us. Munch, before we go any further. I, I got yes, have to tell you this. You came down to Canton the other day for the ribbon cutting for the Project Rebuild Home. And I don't know if Fantone will tell you or not. His dad, Mike Fantone, you made his whole week. Apparently, dude, Fantone's dad, the, his favorite thing he's ever done in this industry <laughs> is getting to meet you and knowing you and building a relationship with you. Apparently, dude, apparently we found out that Mike Fantone,
0: quite the Munch fan. Is that right? Dude, I'm humble. I'm honored. I'm I'm not quite sure it's taken the way I look at it. I got to meet the extended Fantone family, the nephew, the grandma, and grandpa, uh, to me, it was my honor, and I was humbled by that.
1: Yeah, no, they uh, they, they were big, huge fans. They're huge fans,
3: Munch, no question about it, dude. And I just do want to thank you on air and just tell you how much, number one, I appreciated you being there, but number two, how much the students of Project Rebuild appreciated you. Um, dude, you are you are just the mayor of everything, man, just shaking hands and kissing babies and, dude, just, He's just talking everyone's ear off, dude. And, and deep down, I mean, I know each and every one of those kids was just so grateful for you to be there. So once again, man, I appreciate you.
0: You guys are tearing me up on a Friday. All that means is this, is that uh, some night we're going to break even more bread than we have, the three of us. And, guys, when I look at those kids, though, and I know it's a different day and uh, I take a step back sometimes, I was one of them. I was one of them. And uh, refreshing, so proud of what they did. And, in turn, I'm so proud of them.
1: Normally we would build up to tear down, but don't worry, Munch. No attack is coming. <laughs> no, I know. I you <laughs> like, what, are you, what are you buttering me up for, Stanford? But no, 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 it's not going to go down. <laughs> but I do want to ask. I do want to ask you this, Munch. Yes. What in the hell are the Indians going to do with that bullpen?
0: Well, number one, the luxury of the Central has allowed them to wait and look. Number two, because had they done something earlier, guys, I'm not kidding. I'd do it. I'd show up the meeting with them wearing a ski mask, okay? Nice. Because I know how desperate they are. But I will say this: I am shocked, shocked that the Reds got out of town without leaving behind one or two players. That was a big time shot to get a reliever or two. Um, everybody wants arms. You want arms? We're going to give you arms. Everybody wants starters. Sure, Tristan McKenzie's being mentioned. That's number two prospect in the organization. God bless you, Tristan. He is just a prospect. Could he be CC someday? He certainly can. However, they have also asked, and that includes the Baltimore Orioles, if Zach Britton's involved in the trade. Bieber's name keeps coming up. Indians do not want to part with a major league starter. Uh, they'll give him a couple other guys in the minors. But, yeah, I was told they're going to fix it. They know they have to fix it. I, now I'm getting to the point where I'm shocked that it has taken this long. However, I know after this series this weekend, and guys, it may be July. This is a crucial, a crucial series because you have to prove that you can play with the big boys. You watched the Yankees yesterday. not talking size of Judge. They are big boys. That is a good, good team with the sticks. So the bottom line is, yeah, they've got to come back at least from the All-Star break can get get their business handled because now it's getting to the point that we know you're in the Central. We know you're going to win that, but then what is it? One series and you're done? they got to fix it, guys. They have to fix it. I was told that they will fix it. That comes from Tito, that comes from the higher-ups.
3: I think when it comes to the Indians, and you're right, this series, there's a sense of urgency and I would hope to think that this season there's a sense of urgency. I know aside from you know, the bullpen and the issues that they've had, one of the other big you know, rumors going around about the Tribe right now is their very serious interest in Manny Machado. Uh, do you know anything much? What should we as Tribe fans know about it?
0: bro? Well, here is number one. I thought that something was coming out with Machado The other day, uh, I have some scouts that I talked to, and they said that uh, it was Machado, though. And the Indians were asking for more, if if Baltimore was going to ask for more. And you know what? That is just an awful organization, which is a damn shame for that great city. That's the kind of organization. And I'll say this about our teams. You know, I've been very kind to the Browns lately. Well, they pull people's credentials. They pull your credits if you don't toe the line, quote, unquote. Never seen that in this city. But with Machado... Asking for Britain or an Adam Jones center centerfielder to renew at least one center field bat with all the injuries, they have asked in turn again for arms. And the names I got, McKenzie and Bieber, and the Indians said no, especially for Machado being a rental. But I will tell you this. You want to go to the World Series? You toss Machado's bat in there. You slap four of their starters. But the Indians had said no. Most in baseball will agree. You don't want to do Bieber now. Because he's needed in the rotation. Uh, I heard the Brewers made a big run. They're falling short. Uh, Philadelphia and Atlanta, because of their success, they didn't think they'd do well this year. They're Minnesota from last year, guys. Philly and Atlanta, being in that division of Washington, who's taken uh, just a horrible tumble, is that they're playing with house money and are willing to get better. I'm still shocked. The Machado though isn't wearing Dodgers colors I thought they would have had him when Seager their shortstop went down but yes the Indians are in the conversation the Indians are in play for him
1: all right, we're talking to Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at 3, Fox Sports 1350. He's everywhere on the free iHeartRadio app, and every Friday, 7 o'clock, he's on the Sandsbury Show. Let me ask you this. I saw yesterday a lot of the national sports shows telling me that the Cleveland Browns are going to be the most improved team in the NFL this year. Can't really deny that. You didn't win a single game last year, only won one game the year before. You, you, gotta be, you better be the most improved team in the league. But they're saying, I'm hearing six wins. Now, I want to bet it.
0: But six seems high. I are be, be to bet the six. I'm going to bet the Let's under. Let's jump to five and a half. You know that, the over-under.
1: Oh, has it? Okay, yeah, yeah. I'll t- I, honestly, I think I like the under still at five and a
0: half. Yeah, now, I was told four and a half. Uh, I, guys, you know where I'm from. I have some friends that place wagers for entertainment purposes only, okay? Yeah, that's right. And, and somebody said look for it at five and a half. So I don't know if it's an official thing there. But, you know, even at four and a half, I've got the under. I'm not going to flip, you know, four and 12. Oh, my God. You know, they've, they've won 400% more games because right now the bar is as low as they broomstick on the ground, but here's what's interesting Danny, I can see improvement I can see it already, yeah, of course, I agree. he's obsessed you might think that he's you know, one of these curmudgeons or something, he's sleeping in his same brown sweatshirt in his office getting up for you know, starting to make calls, this and that, but some of the experts are still saying it's still the worst roster in football there's I still too many holes but you know what, let's have fun let's win some games, and again I like the confidence, but please, no swagger, no breaking the Guys, I, agree. I target everything to beating Pittsburgh that first game.
1: I would agree with that. Let me ask
0: – wait, where was I?
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> as we're talking to Mark Munchbishop, Munch on Sports, let me ask you this one final question. No. Nope. How many games do they have to win for Hugh Jackson to keep his job?
0: Here's the th- – uh, you know what? I don't believe there's a number. to say you come oh, no. down, okay. and, and you're winning a game, and all of a sudden – and Joku drops a pass, like he did against Green Bay. Or Miles Garrett, who is our number one who's a good player, fans on a tackle. I'm not going to call that against Hugh. However, if there's a game and Hugh said, well, it's not, now it's not Haley, but if there's a game and say there's something that happens that Hugh overrules or there's a play, we've seen it, where there's hardly any time left on the clock and they send the quarterback into the line or they try to run an option pitch, that's what they'll be looking at, things of that nature. Yes, Haley's calling the plays. He was going to have a hand in developing, you know, what's going to happen down there too. But guys, come on. The the uh, buy is at uh, ten games this year. Uh, is that they're one and nine, two and eight going in a buy? How could he possibly keep his job?
1: So wait, basically, what you're saying to me, Munch, is that it's not necessarily about wins, loss, total in the column. It's more about how they look uh, with the eye test. Are they prepared? Are they competing right? Did are we seeing him pre- That's basically what you're telling me, right? Is that how he was going to be to, judged?
0: Uh, to a point. If you come out 0-4, 0-5, 0-6, how could they possibly keep him? I, I don't care if they the lose each game by a field goal.
1: I believe that Todd Haley was brought here because they believe he can be a head coach. And yep. so it's to put the foot on the pedal behind Hugh Jackson. Like, bro, you better get this figured out. Am I right on that?
0: 100%. You know what? Greg Williams, people are big fans of his. Just worry about your defense, Greg. Okay? A little too much braggadocio there. Yeah. Todd Haley, proven success. And guys... There's one reason. You want to talk about sacrificial lambs and different businesses? One reason, one reason only. Todd Haley was let go from Pittsburgh, was Ben Roethlisberger did not like him. They're doing everything. Pittsburgh's doing everything in their power to keep Ben happy because he's thinking at pulling the plug. He pulls the plug. That team becomes a 3-4 win team.
1: I uh, well, I don't know. That offensive personnel is pretty good. The running backs are really good. The probably the best wide receiver core in in the league. The offensive line's really good. The defense. I don't know about three, four.
0: I'll give them seven and nine then, without Ben. Okay.
1: All right, and that's a Super Bowl here for <laughs> Cleveland Browns. So if that <laughs> if you're gonna fall off and hit seven and nine, that's not so bad, right? Dude,
0: you know what? We're seven and nine. I won't do cartwheels down uh, Tusk yet, but you know. I'm treating downtown. All right, that's, all right, all right, baby. All right there it is. You.
1: There's Mark Munch, Bishop Munch on Sports. Catch him weekdays at three, including this one on Fox Sports 1350, everywhere on the free iHeartRadio. At Munch, you have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again next Friday,
0: gentlemen. Always my pleasure. Thank you, Cat. I'm lucky to have these guys around.
1: Yeah. Thanks again for the other day. Thanks for coming out. We appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I know your dad was like a big, big, huge Munch fan.
3: Huge fan, dude. I mean, honestly, I must have gotten five text messages about it since where my dad was just like, man,
1: dude, thank you. And I'm like, I, yeah, I'm, you know. Like. All right. Do you know what needs to happen? Dude, we'll set up a lunch. Like, okay. we'll get everybody together, maybe even an early dinner, something. But, like, let's get those two guys together and break bread. Let's get them drunk, dude. What are we eating food for? Come, oh. on, come on, dude. Mike Fantone on that Jaeger. Come on, dude. Dude, how great would that be? All right. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're doing. Get an Uber. It's going down. <laughs> we should sell tickets to that. That would be. Amazing. So Build-A-Bear got everybody whipped up in a fever yesterday, and I need help making sense of this. So we'll look into that next on Rock 106.9. Rock Welcome back to the Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I have another pair of those Rob Zombie Marilyn Manson tickets. We'll pass those out here around 8.30. I did look into that tour a little bit yesterday because we were flipping the coin on it. It turns out Rob Zombie is headlining that tour. And the reason why I looked into it is they're playing some, like, I don't know rock fest. It's a, very much like um, rock on the range somewhere else. And Rob Zombie and Marilyn Manson are playing on the same day, and Rob Zombie's headlining that night. Mm. And I was like, all right, well, if he's headlining this festival that night, then obviously he's headlining the tour. And I've been saying for a couple of weeks, he feels like the bigger of the two artists to me.
3: I, I think I think we're we're really at a one a one b. But if we have to point at one a, I'm not going to argue with Rob Zombie. I guess. I mean,
1: now here's what's crazy is that Marilyn Manson has released a song that I like more recently than Rob Zombie. As a matter of fact, I did this yesterday. I went and I listened to some Zombie. The last time, I think the last song Rob Zombie released that I was like, all right, yeah, that's pretty good, is Feel So Numb. That was like 11 years ago. It was like 10 years ago. There was a
3: Rob Zombie album that came out that I just somehow or another got my hands on, and it didn't suck. Like, it was one of the newer ones. It was like, I don't know, was it Hell, Hellbilly Deluxe 3 or 2 or whatever the, the, the follow-up re- was? Yeah, it's a, the second one. of
1: it. And I haven't it heard a lot of that. It didn't, it didn't
3: suck, but it was just like, it was just a copy of a copy of a copy where it was like, dude, I've heard this, bro. Like, I've heard songs about werewolf Nazi vampire chicks. Like, I, I, I've heard this already, yeah, man. And everything's
1: always with him, like the pink pea mix. And it's always like, yeah, I know, let's yeah. make it as dirty, as tawdry, yeah. as sexual as we possibly can for the sake of doing it, I and I get it, but there's a little bit of that. I was like, eh, like where Marilyn Manson released a song. I think I was not this last album, but the album before called Deep Six. That was amazing. It was really really good. So Manson's got a song out more recently that I really really enjoy. But Rob Zombie still to me feels like the bigger of the two artists But we'll get you hooked up with those tickets. That's coming up at eight thirty. Saw this yesterday. I'm sure a lot of you guys did too. And at first I was like, dude, you work at a rock station. What the hell are you going to talk about this for? And then I realized, oh, dude, a bunch of you have kids. Yeah, Like most of you have kids. And Build-A-Bear um, did this thing yesterday where you showed up, you got to build your bear, and apparently you paid your age. Now, I would assume what people were doing is making their kids pay. That way, a bear that would normally cost you 60 bucks cost you 10
3: Yeah, I think that was, that was the purpose the Hulk, of it. Right? Was, you know, yeah, bring that- your seven-year-old with you.
1: That's the hook. And it ended up being what? Like eight hours worth of lines. I believe in the middle of it, they just started giving people coupons and said, look, we're done. Like we, this worked out better than we thought. See you later.
3: It was, it was Black Friday in July. I mean, there was fights. There was, like you said, eight hours of waiting. I'm sure there was all sorts of people who were furious with Build-A-Bear by the end of the day. So yeah, it was, you know, people getting trampled the whole nine yards. There. Now,
1: a lot of what I saw on social media yesterday was like, oh my God, look at these morons sitting here for eight hours trying to, you know, buy a bear. And I do think that most of the people that had that sentiment, I believe you are not parents. I do think there is something to, when it's your kid and they want something that bad, you're willing to jump massive hurdles to make your kid happy.
3: Yeah, I take your point if it's an exclusive thing, but like it's Build-A-Bear. You know what I mean? Like it's open today. So I
1: have the website pulled up. Okay. All right. So I picked Shark Week Hammerhead Shark as my bear to start. Okay. Okay.
3: So it's not just bears. We no, build no. sharks here.
1: Okay. No. So I have the Shark Week <laughs> Hammerhead Shark. Pulled up here. This is the one I want.
3: Now is this officially Shark Week license? Like, I mean it this- says
1: Shark Week with the logo on his foot.
3: Okay. Okay. Well so, this
1: is- yeah, because they, they, they get official license from stuff, and I think that that's why they go, hey, look, this is why it's as much money as it is.
3: Like you could, like an MLB something. Yes. Or, okay, okay. Like okay. the
1: Incredibles 2 bear is super popular right now. Okay. Right? Yep. So they have that. Yep. So I picked Shark Week Hammerhead Shark. Now, just the shark alone, nothing else right there. He's 28 bucks. Okay? Right. Now, so if you just wanted to buy him, he's 28 bucks. That's not that bad. But then if you want to start dressing him up, this is where the money comes, right? So I want him in a Hot Wheels racing <laughs> outfit. I want a shark in a Hot Wheels racing outfit. That's <laughs> okay. sixteen bucks. Then I got him some black canvas high tops. Those were eight dollars. Now you can choose sounds and apparently smells.
3: Okay, I don't know why we're smelling these things, but alright, so we're getting up towards 50 plus bucks here, I mean, you know, somewhere, yeah. somewhere in, that, in that range. So
1: apparently you can make them, like, talk and things like that, now that's going to be expensive, it doesn't give me the actual price on that.
3: But this is like cream of the crop stuff, is you're getting the officially licensed, you're doing the Hot Wheels clothes, so like, this is upper end, we're talking
1: 60 bucks, 75 bucks? I think you're getting out of Build-A-Bear, top of the line, you know what I mean, fully loaded. Yeah, uh, build a bear <laughs> at like a hundred and ten bucks, maybe at max. Okay, okay.
3: okay. So like, it, that's a lot of money. Yes, but that's not like that's not like that's not like you have to budget for that all year.
1: No. Okay. So I talked to a guy in the building, um, who had a build a bear. Didn't go yesterday, but he has a build a bear for his like five year old daughter. He said all in, they took her to do it. She made it. It was like forty five bucks by the time he got done. Right. So that's about average. I'm guessing is like forty five dollars.
3: Okay. And th- there is something about like. There is the experience of your kid going and doing it. You know what it. we're
1: not thinking about? Yeah, there is something to that. But you know what we're not thinking about? It's people with four kids. You know what I mean? A $50 bear four times over? I mean, maybe it is worth it to stand in line. Maybe it is. I mean, do people, anytime a new wrestler... Like, this is what kills me. is like, you're into something. Like, Fantone's into right. wrestling. I think it's stupid. Right. right? But there's I'm into golf. Fantone thinks that's kind of dumb. We all have our stuff. So it's like, if you have four kids and you're going to save yourself a couple hundred dollars... I mean, you're gonna do it right?
3: Well, I guess that's what you're getting into is how much are you saving here because you're right once you start talking about one and it's like, well, I'm gonna take my eight year old and we were gonna have a forty dollar project turn into an eight dollar project plus tax we'll call it ten so you're saving thirty bucks and to me is it like dude, is waiting four hours worth thirty dollars of my time or you know it's thirty dollars worth four hours of my time? no, it is not It one hundred percent is not that's what but- the- but the something would be. Well, and, but if you put four of those together, now all of a sudden is four hours of my time worth 120 bucks. I guess maybe.
1: So I made the joke yesterday that gas is currently paid my age, and it is. That's, okay. uh, you fill up my gas tank, that's about what it costs. But I started thinking about this this morning. I was like, don't just go in there and call people morons for standing in line trying to make their kid happy. Like, dude, when you have a kid, you're just trying to make them happy. So I, I think I really do kind of think it's kind of stupid. But at the end of the day, I don't want to just come in here and like call you a moron, because I understand, dude, it's tough to make your kids happy. But I started thinking about this, Phantom. What would have to happen to get me to stand in a line like that? What do you got to give me? What's the percentage off I got to get? So I started thinking about this. Now, this would never happen. Okay? The driver I have, my golf club, my driver, I have a Titleist 917 D2, brand new this year's model. All right? Retail. Now, I didn't pay this, but retail price is $400 in tax. Okay. That's a lot of money. I love that club. I didn't pay anywhere near that, but that's, that's what they cost. If you told me, we'll sell you a new Titleist 917 driver... And you could pay your age, I'm standing in line. Like if Foxy Golf does that, I'm standing in line for that. I am.
3: Yeah, uh, so four hundred down to forty essentially is what it's we're talking what about. Essentially what I'm saying. So we're talking ninety percent off of a multi hundred dollar purchase there, a four hundred dollar yeah. purchase. So you're
1: saving three hundred and and sixty bucks? You could even say double my age. If you said, Hey, give us ninety bucks for this thing that's four hundred, I would, would I would wait though, in line.
3: How many hours are you waiting for? Four? You're not waiting eight hours to save 300 bucks, dude. I know you. You're not. You're not. You're, no, you're I'm not your doing mind. That. There's no way. I'm not doing I, dude, that. I
1: may even attempt it and then walk out of line.
3: That's the thing is how much is your time worth to you? Because let's be real, if you've got these kids, number one, you've got to take the time off of work to go, you know, wait in line for eight hours here. And if all you're doing is sacrificing that and then you got to have kids with you standing in line for eight hours with you, dude, how much is that worth for your mental sanity? Like, the kids are going to hate you.
1: Yeah, well, the, the, this woman's, you know, Kim writes in and says that. She goes, I'm all for you doing this. I'm all for Black Friday stuff. She's like, But don't make your kid wait with you. And the only reason I disagree with you, Kim, and Fantone, actually, it sounds like, is the only reason I disagree with you is that this is what it's about. It's about them picking what they want. So for me to go to the store and be like, hey, give me the Harley Davidson bear and give it to my kid, that doesn't do anything. Well, then
3: you're right. You might as well just went and bought a stuffed animal and said, hey, I got it. But it's open today. That's the whole thing is this isn't an exclusive thing. All you're doing is saving money. Yeah, like, yes, the, the ability to do this is still there tomorrow. Oh. Let's just spend the money, and, 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 and yes, we can go do it, but I'm not going to sacrifice eight hours of my day to save us 25 bucks and, and have to stand here with you for eight hours.
1: I misunderstood some of this, too, because Nicole's tweeting in telling me right now that the pay your age only includes the base price of the bear. So the bear's $28. <sighs> you then, pay, If you want to clothe it, you want to put extra shoes on it, you want to add it, all that stuff is different. I thought, I was like, okay, if it's all things you personalized— and they do at that price? I can maybe see that, but if it's just for the stock price of the bear, yeah, no, I'm back to it. You people are morons. I don't know what the, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, just, I don't know what the hell you were thinking. Eight hours with that? That is that is that's that's actually really really dumb. More stands Show right around the corner. six six nine. Welcome back to the stands Show. We're on Rock 106.9 six nine. I'm getting tweets that say, "Dude, I can't stop laughing at hammerhead shark in a Hot Wheels uniform." <laughs> It's the builder bear I want. How much you want to bet one of those shows up in the next few days here at the radio station? A hammerhead shark for Shark Week, in a Hot Wheels uniform there. Uh, another company jumping on the bandwagon now. Apparently, Chuck E. Cheese today going to do pay your age, pay your ch- uh, your child's age for thirty dollars or thirty minutes of like all play. Okay, so you can play like you know whatever for whatever your kid's age is. And to me, this is just indicative. Like, look at what, re- what retail's going through right now. Like, look at what's happening. Look at what, like, look at what has to happen to, like, sucker people out of their homes to get them to go do things, to spend money, to do, like, dude, you're gonna have to get more and more creative these days.
3: Yeah, I mean, build a bear. And Chuck E. Cheese, too, luckily have a little bit of built-in experience where it's like, yeah, you can order the Build-A-Bear from offline, like you said, but the real purpose of it is to have your kid in there stuffing the, the cotton into the, you know, into the bear and, like, picking out the stuff. Um, but you do. you Dude, you have to do something. Like, you just can't see, like, oh, well, dude, we're Build-A-Bear. Well, that's on our laurels. That's, dude, you're going to go out of business. No, yeah, you got to,
1: you know, always be evolving there. I, um, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this today. But I completely forgot until I looked down at my calendar. Okay. It is Friday the thirteenth, you know. It is Friday the thirteenth. So you know, if things are awful, it's not pla- It's not. It's not planets in retrograde today. Okay. It's Friday the thirteenth. Okay. I don't get this. I've never understood this. I don't get it. This is the same thing as like people who are too obsessed with Halloween just weird me out. Like Rob Zombie's too obsessed with Halloween. Like I don't get it. Shh. Well, it's the devil's holiday. It's scary, and yet those same people will tell you that God doesn't exist. So, if the if God doesn't exist, then why would the devil in Halloween then? Then why would that happen? Then 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 who's the devil's enemy? Who's that? Then who? You know, what I mean, one needs the other. You can't have half the plan.
3: I, uh, I know there's people who are like, well, there's more meaning to it than just, you know, Jason Voorhees and, and, and the movies. There is? Yeah, because, I mean, like, thirteen's always considered an unlucky number. The I don't know, the devil and witches or something like that. Or But, but it, it, if you really are today like, oh, man, dude, I better be careful crossing the street. I better be careful driving. Well, you better be careful driving and crossing the street every goddamn day of your life, idiot. People are
1: texting and driving right now, dude. Let me just clear a few things up for you. Friday the 13th isn't going to do anything special to you. You can walk in front of a black cat walking across. Nothing's going to happen to you. You can step on cracks of a sidewalk. Nothing's going to happen to your mother's back. Trust me. I used to pounce on those goddamn things. Nothing ever happened to her. Not one thing. I laid down across three or four of them at a time. Nothing ever happened to her. I just do these people that like, honestly, in the middle of summer, people are like, bring on Halloween. It's like, no, dude, douche. Do you have any idea how freezing cold it's going to be here in like three weeks? Like, honestly, dude, summer's pretty much over. It's pretty much over. Once Hall of Fame week comes and goes, you know, it's like, dude, might as well get that snowblower out any minute now. I have never been one of these people that gets wrapped up in the Friday the 13th like drama of this. Is your girlfriend one of these?
3: Ah, uh, no, she's not a she's not a checking the stars either. She's not a horoscopy person. Oh, Did you lucked out? Well, dude, I mean that's kind of the thing. I was like, all right, so, so so you're not gonna read me this horoscope every morning. There's and you have a job. Like, yeah, babe, come on.
1: Yeah, no, those are hard to find these days, right? You know what I mean? Just not wearing Tweety Bird sweatpants everywhere <laughs> she goes, talking about how the system screwed her over. You know what I mean? A maverick menthol hanging out of her mouth, relit six times this morning because she puts it out after three hits of it to save the money. Yeah. You can tell dude. Tinder's been rough. Your boy hasn't been having a rough go recently. It's Friday the 13th. Probably why. Speaking of, oh yeah, maybe it is it retrograde. Is. Retrograde. Look out. Speaking of smoking the cigarettes, I quit almost six years ago and a bunch of you are going to have to quit coming up soon. I'll tell you why next on Rock 106.9.
0: The Stansberry Show. Kent's Rock Station. Rock for
1: This report is brought to you by Bob Evans
3: Restaurants. At Bob Evans, now through July 31st, the Endless Biscuit Breakfast is only $5.99. Yep, two eggs, bacon, or sausage, and Endless Biscuits, just $5.99. Don't miss their Endless Biscuit Breakfast. The Bob Evans Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Pass out those Manson tickets. We'll do those around 830-1800-243-7625, the number you will need on those. Uh, I quit smoking cigarettes about five and a half years ago. It'll be six coming up in January. And it turns out a lot of you are going to have to quit or change your habits. As the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD, says smoking inside or near public housing will no longer be permitted. This is starting July the 31st, so pretty much right around the corner here. Wow. The federal rule, federal rule, will ban cigarettes, cigars, hookahs, pipes, but you'll be able to keep your e-cigs. You can smoke those inside. You're not able to smoke in all living units, admin offices, and all outdoor areas within 25 feet of a public housing and or office buildings. I believe the Ohio rule is 30 feet from a public, um, uh, like, doorway. Um, I, I don't know if people, I, I don't think most people, you know, adhere to that, but that is supposed to be the thing. Right. Um, you know, they talk to a couple of people here, people saying, look, we're going to be upset, and I would have to agree. Like, I, as a non-smoker, um, people say to me all the time, I'm sorry, I'm smoking this in front of-. It's like, dude, I don't care. I, you know what I mean? Like, do you smoke? That's on you, Whatever. But these are people's living units. And I know what some of the take's going to be. Some of the take's going to be, this is public housing we're talking about here. If you're receiving government assistance on any level, I know what the argument is. Beggars can't be choosers, right? That's going to be the argument. Right. But this is where people live. It's their home. Like, once you start telling people what they can and cannot do inside their – now, now, look, you, there's certain things are illegal, right? Like, you can't rape a child in your home, obviously, right? right? Like, okay, there are some things that are morally objectionable and that those have to be illegal no matter if you're in your living residence or not. Murder is morally objectable. I'm not sure if cigarettes fall underneath that line for me.
3: Now, I guess there's a couple of different things that we have going on here. Um, You're living in public housing. Now, I'm devil's advocate arguing in here, but you're living in public housing. Um, You smoking in your apartment is not going to remain in your apartment. You are now putting other people's health at risk due to your bad decisions. If
1: that was what we were worried about, we would be doing this in all all apartment complexes. We wouldn't be doing it with just the public housing.
3: Difference between public housing and you paying your own rent, your landlord having the ability to well, make are, rules that he, he he views as the business owner his prerogative to do so.
1: Aren't some people that are in public housing actually paying some of their rent?
3: I think it's like subsidized. And I don't know if that's paying to a private landlord or if that's paying into like, you know. My point if, is, if is not everybody, everybody
1: ch- in that building is, not, is completely 100% not out of pocket.
3: I don't know. I don't know, what percentage, I don't know what percentage public housing is covered. I don't know if that's all of it. I don't know if that's a chunk of it. I, I, I don't know what the rules of that are. I, um, it, it, you, so you feel like if you're paying anything, even if it's like I'm paying that's 50, my house. 50 bucks a month. It's cigarettes something. are
1: legal. They're legal. If you want to do this kind of stuff, then make cigarettes illegal. You got to do it that way.
3: So once you start having public assistance given to you at that point you are saying I do not have enough money to sustain myself right because I can't afford food I can't afford housing I can't afford the things that are necessities in life the fact that you are now spending those the money essentially because if I'm giving you if I'm giving you 100 dollars off on your rent you have a hundred extra dollars in your pocket that you normally would not have you can 't spend that on cigarettes and once again devil 's advocate arguing here, but like why am I giving you this if you 're not spending the money where it 's supposed to be going you 're now spending money on cigarettes
1: that 's a good argument, and I agree with it in theory but again i 'm just going to always go back to they 're in their home and once we start legislating that you cannot do legal things in your house I understand I can't do it at Brown Stadium fine but this is where I live I can't be who I am where I live
3: And at what point do you take this argument steps further? At what point does it become, well, now you can't drink in these houses? That's what
1: I'm saying. Is that, dude, I feel, and honestly, I feel like we're attacking the poor here just to do it.
3: And I brought this point up before, too, when it comes to like drug testing, it's like just because you're living in public housing doesn't mean that you're less of a citizen. It doesn't mean that the government should be able to treat you any differently. But I can hear the arguments, and there's points to be made of like, like I said, you're negatively impacting the health of others by smoking inside, and you are now I- I- essentially exploiting the system. I mean,
1: I can smell my neighbors cooking their food.
3: Yeah, but you're but, so, but, but smelling their no, food. No, what I'm saying
1: is, so cigarette smoke is going to carry. Oh, I'm, I'm yeah. A, yeah. I'm going along with that. 100%.
3: There's, there's no question about that. So I would say, even from the, the benefit of, like, if we eliminated smoking inside, you know, today, 2018, July 31st, 2018... Um, Two years from now, how much money have we saved because now kids that were in public housing don't have lung issues, they don't have asthma, and Medicare was going to be who was paying for that anyway because these people are already in public housing situations where they weren't going to be able to afford housing, let alone getting their kid the proper health care. So now we're saving our money proactively here.
1: Heather says public housing is paid for by taxpayer money. Now, I know one person. This is one girl's situation who I, I had been um, loosely uh, you know, involved with. She had two small children. She was living in some, some form of public housing. It was She still had to pay money. Like, she had to pay money every month to live there.
3: Yeah, like I said, I'm sure it's subsidized. Where it would normally be that apartment's $500 a month, she might have only had to pay $50 a month.
1: Amy says, let me play devil's advocate here. It's not your home. You rent it like renting a car. I rent my apartment, and dude, I'm allowed to do what I want in it.
3: Well, and it's the
1: business owner. Although I live in a non-smoking building.
3: Yeah, I was going to say, it's the business owner's prerogative. If they want to let you smoke there, that's fine. But at just what point does it become like anytime you're receiving any government benefit or any government perk where it's like, is, is is Are you going to be able to start saying that about driving where it's like, well, you're out on the roads and this is not a right as an American. You don't have the right of an American to drive. That's a privilege. So it's like at what point? Because that's why I, I always argue against DUI checkpoints. It's like, well, dude, you can't treat me like a criminal until I've been one. until I've been one until I've done this. And at this point, you're right. It does feel like you're like infringing on these people's rights. It, I don't know, dude. It
1: feels like we're sectioning out the poor just to do it. Now, the loophole is you can smoke e-cigs inside. So if you want to smoke outside and then you want to go back inside and then, you know, through the thing,
3: or you can buy your own house. Yeah, there's the loophole is that you as you get your financial ship together and you guys figure out what you need to do and you guys get that done, like you, you don't you don't you don't you don't have to live here.
1: Andy says my girlfriend's friend has one kid and she lives in public housing. She pays $18 a month for rent. Okay. And now that's going to be one person scenario. It just, dude, it feels very anti American to me to tell people they can't do what they Legal things, by the way. I'm not arguing, you know, for child rape. You can buy cigarettes in any store in America. The fact that it's legal and you telling me I can't do it in my home, although my apartment building tells me I can't smoke cigarettes in my building either.
3: But once again, that's, that's a private business owner saying that to you. That's my prerogative as a business owner. Does this apply in states that smoke weed? That, that weed's legalized? I mean, oh, does, how, I'm does, sure. how, how does this count in Colorado?
1: Oh, I'm sure. It says pipes for a reason, right?
3: I guess yeah, what's Grandpa sitting there with a corn cob pipe in 2018? But I, I don't know. I can't imagine.
1: I this is going to get sticky. I can't wait to see how this plays out and like what the application of this is. More Stansbury Show is right around the corner. You guys hang on. Good
3: morning. The Stansbury Show. Or the god of your choosing. This
2: morning! Ever.
3: Yo, guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Roholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rohold. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Roeholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is Roeholt Vision. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We got those Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. Pass those out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625. The number you'll need on those. Took a bunch of messages on this. Why? Why would you have run that interview with Kofi Kingston so early in the morning? Some of us WWE fans don't wake up until a certain you know time of the day, so no worries. We, if you missed Fantone's interview with Kofi Kingston, we will rerun that for you at nine thirty this morning. Yeah, I mean, dude, when
3: you live in your mom's basement, you don't have anything going on today. I mean, what else, why would I be up that early?
1: Mom, Milo. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a WWE <laughs> fan to me. Is right there. I know a lot of men are worried about the size of their penis. Okay. Right now, here's what sucks about that. Not much you can do about it. No. And this, and, and I'll give you. A, this is an interesting thing here. We live in a male-dominated society, right? Everything's geared towards the man. It's a man's world. Okay. Yet, we've had breast enlargement surgeries for 50 years because women felt less than if they had small boobs. Meanwhile, dude, we still have not mastered the penile enlargement surgery.
3: Who are breast enhancements really for? Why does she feel bad about that?
1: Oh, I think it's, I. I well, I, yes, it may be societal pressure, but I think women put that pressure on themselves, and I think other women put it on each other, much like men can put the same pressure on a man.
3: I, I, I agree, but I think big picture breast enhancements is more for men than it is for women.
1: Mm. It all depends on what the situation was. Sorry, I'm eating my breakfast. But, like, yes, if you buy, like, your wife lingerie for... Her birthday, that's a gift for you, not her. But I've known plenty of women who have told me, now I've rolled my eyes at them when they told me this, but have told me, you know, it's about my self esteem and I want my clothes to fit a little bit better. And so I'm like, I need breast implants.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah.
1: But men have been worried about the size of their penis since the caveman and crickets we got like like two a year a time the
3: only thing about that is too is it's a lot more complex of a situation down there now most times when you look at you know if we're comparing genitals to genitals i mean i think females probably got a more complicated like inner workings there but when it comes down to an implant all you're doing essentially is hanging sacks off of a chest when it comes to breast implants Fair. or off your butt if you were to if you were to surgically try to enhance your penis you're going to somehow or another mess up the erection there that's that's i think a part of the reason why that science hasn't move forward more.
1: I can't believe that we wouldn't have that ability. Like if we really wanted to fix it, if it was, if we would have that ability. So my point is is like, look at what we do care about versus what the things that we say we care about. But I bring this up because a man ended up is now going to do life in prison because he has a small penis. Okay. That's a terrible reason
3: to put somebody in jail. I don't know where that's illegal, but that sounds problematic.
1: He's been jailed for life, but David Clark, 49, is going to spend at least 15 years behind bars. He murdered his wife of 10 years, Melanie, at their home this past New Year's Eve. Jeez. He denies the charge, claiming he suffered a loss of control after being uh, subjected to sexual humiliation. She kept harassing him about having a small penis. He couldn't take it anymore, killed her. He's going to jail for 15 years. Wow. 15 years, that's it? Well, he's jailed for life, but they say he's going to serve a minimum of 15 years. Okay, Right? I believe before you're eligible for parole. Okay.
3: I I, I mean, I I understand in abuse situations where you talk about like battered wife syndrome, where it's like she had the gun. She didn't know if she was going to die. But does that apply if you're talking, if you're making jokes about a small penis?
1: Well, not only that, apparently she used to like would taunt him and tell him that she had sex with the lesbian daughter of his best friend. Getting cuckold
3: there by, uh, by a lesbian, a younger lesbian. Okay. And
1: had claimed that his penis was small and that's why, you know, things were bad with them. And so, like, he couldn't take it anymore and he stabbed her. Now, you should not kill your wife no matter what she says. Of course not. All right? Let's not do that. But I want to focus on the wife here. Because she's dead. So I'll never understand this. I will never understand this. If the penis is small, What? Did you marry him for? Right. If it's so bad that you're now like harassing him over it. What I'm saying is his penis didn't shrink after right. he got married.
3: You you knew that when you got married. You I mean, and if you didn't, it took you ten years to, to, to get to this point. This is the same argument I
1: use, like when you break up with a woman, that's the first thing they do they go to is penis size and your sexual prowess. You know why? Because they know it's what we care about. But ultimately, this is how it works. Oh my god, I don't care. I'm over it. Small penis, terrible in bed. She dated him 10 years. Right. So, did you care for those 10? Well,
3: the thing that I'm going to say about this is, and especially now that I know about this lesbian younger lover here, and if this was 10 years of like repeated pattern of behavior, I think we. I think this was a part of the reason why this couple happened, is because he probably had a small penis, there was probably some sort of fetishism that was going on there where he enjoyed being belittled over it, and like whether he admitted it or not like, That sounds
1: horrific well, to me. Well, deep
3: down inside I mean, it sounds horrific to me too, but there are people who, that's their kink, man that's what they want. We. I have made the joke a million times about our boss, but some people want an apple shoved in their mouth and a cigarette put out on their back and to be called a little piggy I. I, I don't get down with it, but like
1: Luckily for you, we have four bosses because <laughs> they're all looking at one oh another God, right now says... like, you, me, you.
3: Um. So with that being said, this does sound to me like some sort of a cuckold situation where, where for 10 years she was, you know, and he couldn't ma- take it making him wear the chastity belt and talking about how she was banging other people and how they were all better than her or better than him. And and, 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 and that's that's probably, it probably did go too long, too far. And he just, he just snapped on it. But well,
1: I think the whole problem was, is that it wasn't too long. I <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, think that's, I think that's the whole problem there. I just, I don't understand that. It's like, why marry somebody if you know you're going to have a problem with this down the road?
3: Even in this murder tr- trial, even in him being arrested and him, him being found convicted, I wouldn't be surprised to know that he hid that. Even though it was like, hey, this could help you get out of this, or this could be the truth that shines light onto something. You know, if if if, 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 you, if that's your thing, I could see hiding that secret to your grave, regardless what was happening.
1: Joe's got a good the point. He's like, so we can't make a penis bigger, but we can put one on uh, somebody who was born a woman? I mean, then we do kind of do stuff like that, right?
3: I don't know how functional of a penis you're getting out of those situations. I don't, I mean, yeah, I guess I don't, I don't, I don't know full penile transplants and like, and and there was the one guy
1: done one, right? right.
3: And so, yeah, I don't think that's necessarily as commonplace as people think where, where, where women are transitioning into men. You're not getting a functional penis out of that.
1: I don't think they do it a ton. No, Um, I did see this tweet last night and uh, before we head to this break, I want to talk about this just for a minute. I've been harping lately on the you have to stop appeasing people with this I'm a complete individual. And that no matter what I am, you you have to accept it because I'm a complete individual. No, you're not. You are part of a group. You will always be part of a group. It's the human race. You are not a complete individual. As a matter of fact, science has pretty much proven time and time again, there are seven different personality types. You are pretty much, dude, we're all pretty much the same inside of any one of these groups. And you need to stop appeasing these people who have the, no, it's an individuality issue. I saw this tweet last night and it's disgusting. The tweet was, and it was repeated six times in the tweet. Pedophilia is a sexuality. Pedophilia is a sexuality. Meaning, basically, what are you talking about? This is just my preference of what I want to have sex with. You don't get to shame me for this. Now, somebody hit me up and was like, yo, dude, you're tweeting this, but maybe this might have been, you know, facetious here. Okay, that's fine. Maybe the person who tweeted it was facetious. Go back and read the thread. I'm not exaggerating this. Thousands, I spent hours on this thread last night, hours, thousands of people were stepping up saying, yeah, she may have been being facetious, but I'm here to tell you, this is this. This is the pedophilia is just a sexuality choice. There's nothing wrong with it. You You're misunderstanding us. And just because we have pedophilia desires doesn't mean we're going to go through with it. Yes, it does. We've seen it enough times that the people who wish to have sex with children end up having sex with children. We've seen it enough times. We need to stop appeasing these people with this individual. In you being an individual, you're not. There's seven different you know personality types. You're a member of the human race. You are not an individual. We are all cogs in a machine. You need to stop appeasing these people. I told you this was where this was going. I told you at the beginning of this. Well, I identify as. I told you this was going to head here, and I told you sooner or later there'd be a 55-year-old man telling you he identifies as a 9-year-old child and that's why he can bang your neighbor's kid. I told you this with Michael Jackson. I told you this with these people. Stop appeasing crazy. Pedophilia is not a sexual orientation. You are a criminal. It's as simple as that. We got those Marilyn Manson Rob Zombie tickets. We'll pass them out next on Rock 106.9. The Sansbury
3: Show. I have got to get in on this. Rock 106.9.
1: Welcome back to The Sansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Got some good news. Jackson Township police say they found a missing Stark County girl who had uh, been reported missing. Gabriella M. Burrell 10 had been missing. But Jackson uh, Township Police say, "Look, we found her."
3: Shout out to to JPD right there, man! Amen. Like, thank you guys. Amen. Good work.
1: We appreciate that. What a horrible thing for a family to feel. Like, where's our kid? Like, ugh. Like, dude, you ever realize this? When you lose your cell phone in your house, you oh, panic. Yeah. You panic. You go to the you go to the cell phone store. That's two hundred bucks with a debit card, and you get a new phone. This is your kid. There's no replacing the kid.
3: I uh. I know that this is not the same as losing the child here. There we go. But no, the good thing about the good thing about my Google Home and I'm home alone very frequently. The good thing about my Google Home is it's linked with my Google phone, and I can just say, "Hey Google, where's my phone?" and it'll automatically. And I know, like, it's like, oh well, you know. But that's nice, dude. It really is. Huh. Even uh, if it's on silent, even if the battery's dead, it has like enough backup battery to kick it open for me.
1: That is nice. So yeah, shout out to the Jackson Police Department. Nice job there. Some of my faith in humanity is starting to be restored. Not a lot of it. Because ultimately, at the end of the day, dude, we're all just people. And most people are awful deep down inside. They can pretend to be nice. They can lie about it. So they can, you know, survive in today's society. But deep down inside, they're awful. It's just the way it is. But I'm starting to get a little bit more faith in my fellow man. As now a record number of people. Record number of Americans. Acknowledge that global warming is real and that humans are at least partially responsible, according to a new poll from the University of Michigan. I know. The entire state of Ohio doesn't give a damn about Michigan. I know. But when it comes to smarts, actually the University of Michigan, not the worst. It's a pretty good university. The survey says that 60% of respondents say that global warming is in fact taking place, which again, that part is not up for debate. Whether or not global warming is taking place, not for debate whether or not humans are responsible for it that part is still up for debate however these respondents say that human activity is either primarily or at least partially why temperatures have been rising the previous high was about 50 percent like 55 percent we're now over 60 and i know what's going to happen now climate climate change deniers use really dumb arguments they always use really stupid arguments with me. And it's always like, Well, still cold in December, Stanford, I don't know what global warming yet It's freezing out here. Yeah, you're an idiot. Like, you are a flat-foot idiot. That's a dumb argument. And here's the other dumb one that I'm going to get. And I know I can hear your Twitter fingers going. I can hear them going. 1939, Ohio had a day where it reached 122 degrees. Yeah, you can point to one day, moron. How about though over the last fifty years, scientists can tell you, look, it's getting gradually worse every handful of years. Meaning your one day in nineteen thirty-nine, your one day doesn't stack up to fifty years and increased temperature you can't do it you can't give me one day versus 50 years and then tell me that that flies in the face of science
3: never is one single data point going to give you a complete picture of what's going on so i will agree 100 percent with you there. there's like
1: this meme or like seven days from like 1920 to 1940 there were like seven different days where it got super hot yeah those however are called anomalies when you see it routinely and is consistently increasing over a 50 year period that's not an anomaly that is what we call a trend
3: now I agree with you 100%, but I will give you some arguments here that will come up against you. Um, first and foremost, um, these scientists are all paid off. These scientists—it's all a conspiracy. It is paid for by the powers that be, the the, the Democrats that want to hold things down. Okay. Why am I why 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 am I trusting that? It's, okay. it's, it's it's all made up.
1: Studies have been peer reviewed. They actually looked into the political backings of all of some of the scientists that does the study across both political parties, the scientists say, "Look, this is happening so it's no
3: as 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 it's been argued, it is that that global warming, and this is an argument made by the president of the United States of America, is that global warming is a Chinese conspiracy, and it's being used so that so that alarmists on uh, of 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 well, we got to save the environment. Well, so we no cover, manufacturing. So, in a- right, so that no manufacturing happens in America, and that way China's economy grows, and Americans are are just bogged down by regulation.
1: Yeah, that's really dumb because the way it would work is is that those factories over there putting stuff in the air would affect it here too. So if you're going to continue to build things anywhere, you might as well build them right here.
3: So with that being said, okay, so that it, you know, if 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 we cut back on our emissions, then it's still going to blow over from China. It's not like this is you know we're talking global warming, not country warming here, right? There you go. So so, with, so but with that being, I like that one. So so with that being said, though, it's like well then if they're going to be ruining the environment anyway and they're going to cause this anyway, why should we hinder ourselves? Why shouldn't we just lean into it? Even if, it, even if the science is real, I would still rather have a functioning economy today than I would worry about 200 years from now.
1: You do have to worry about people who are like, well, we can't build anything in this country anymore because of this problem. Now, I said this during the presidential election, that this is 100% real. But campaigning on this being the number one problem facing the, the human people was crazy. That was absolutely 100% stupid, insane, and sure enough, she got cleaned up. She got cleaned up. Now I know the popular vote, I know, but that's not the way we do it. She lost the election because she campaigned on a dumb system. Well, it's Bernie Sanders that said that. Well, she was, pretty, she was leaning pretty heavy in, into, into like the okay. whole, we gotta be, We, we got to be careful about this. It's that side of the aisle. I kept trying to tell her in, in, in our side of the aisle back when the election was going on, you're never going to get people to be more afraid of wind than they are of brown people from other countries that they can't pronounce. That will never happen. This is a stupid system. Change your system. And sure enough, she lost. But this is happening. And I don't understand how any reasonable person could look at how delicate the earth is and then say, yeah, dude, we put 7 billion people on the planet, gave them all their own cars, and no negative effect came from that. None. Don't pull me one day from 1939 where it was 115 degrees. It's been 50 years. Years worth of scientific data is pointing in the direction that we are heading in this way. Don't show me anomalies. Show me trends because trends hold up over long periods of time. It's like the ratings of the radio station, right? We were number one the first book out we were hired on here. You know what my boss said? That's an anomaly. Show it to me again. Okay. It's been five times in a row this show's been number one. So no matter ha- what happens with this next book that comes out, I'm going to be able to stand here and say, yeah, you know what? We may have fallen off a little bit right here. That's now the anomaly. I got five in a row that tells you who we really are, what this show is really capable of. So if one dips, that's an anomaly. But we have a trend. We have a system that shows you the growth of this show over the last four years and where it is right now. Same thing is true with global warming. You can't pull one date from 1939, and which, by the way, were you there? Or did you just find the meme online and tell me that it was 139 139 degrees? Were you there? Do you know? How do you know? If my scientist is lying to me, how do you know the guy who created that meme, which isn't science, didn't lie to you? Oh yeah, that's right. You didn't think that far ahead on that. We do have Marilyn Manson and Rob Zombie tickets. We'll pass those out to caller 25 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. T.O.'s not coming to Canton. Canton doesn't want T.O. We'll get into that next I'm Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show, where your host is completely exhausted by the <laughs> idiocy he has to read online, by the dumbasses sometimes that that, that want to pipe uh, in about subjects. This guy tells me, I don't care about global warming, man. That coast is filled with the worst liberal havens there are, man. Yeah, also a bunch of my family members. I got family in Vegas, but I also got a ton in California. A lot. What do I care of LA flood man? Where are the where are the financial institutions in this country? LA and New York. Where dude, what's the biggest businesses in America right now? Pretty much tech. Where's that? San Francisco! So when the brain of the United States just gets washed underwater, you think your life and alliance isn't gonna be touched? you Flat foot
0: idiots.
1: Dude, I went from never blocking people on Twitter. Honestly, I went 10 years, never blocked a single person. This last month, I'm kicking everybody out. Dude, I thought about deleting my account yesterday. That's how many. This is what I deal with. This right here. What a care, man. Liberal haven.
3: Okay. For, first and foremost, I mean, liberal I haven, them. sure. Um, You think there's zero zero conservatives in the entire state of california but the more important thing i'm do talking you think about here's mansions in orange county do you really want liberals to, to die do you want their homes to be swept away is that really where we're at as a country right now is that you would want a, yes to, to make to make yourself feel better you would want the state of california it, this was that's, the first that's tweet
1: terrible dude he says the first tweet was i just live in ohio 900 you know whatever above sea level i just don't care if the coast floods so yeah, again, basically, dude, you are what every liberal says conservatives are. You have just proven through your tweeting, you are what the what the what the weirdest leftists think the weirdest, you know, right people are. You just proved it. You don't care about other people. You, you
3: don't care if your fellow countrymen die. That's, that's because that's how deep the divide is with you and others. And, like, where do you think they're going I'm to go? It. Let's say the state of California gets washed off into the Pacific Ocean and we hit the East Coast, too. So you don't have to deal with anybody from Boston or, or New York either. Where do you think they're going to come? Where dude, do you think those millions and millions of people are going to live? They're going to come inward. They're going to come right. live in your goddamn
1: alliance. What do we do? What do you I, I, ask if, Atlanta? Ask Atlanta and ask Texas how that whole thing went in Louisiana. Ask Atlanta what happened. Dude, there are, dude, as a matter of fact, it was a subject in a million rap songs about people were moving into Atlanta from New Orleans. They had been displaced, and when you get moved to a place where you aren't from, you don't care about it the way uh, the people who are there from, and so crime rises. This is the argument for sanctuary cities, too, which I'm sure you don't want, and neither do I. And this is the argument for it, because when you take displaced people and you shove them into a new area where they don't know anything, crime Triples.
3: What? What percentage does a? a- What what percentage does it have to be before that becomes expendable in your mind? If it's fifty-one percent, if it's fifty-one percent blue, all of a sudden it's like you know what? Screw that entire state. So a purple state? I mean, is it is it is it is it just where they voted last year? Or Ohio went for Obama two you know two elections ago? Well, should we all be dead now?
1: If you think you can wash out one of the biggest cities in this country and there will be zero Ohio fallout of that, you're insane. And honestly, I don't think capable of driving a car.
3: United States of America dude. California matters. It does. So does Texas. It's okay. Like that's the, like, I don't, I don't want people in Texas dying. Wow. wow. All
1: right. I got to move forward. I'm go. so, I'm so angry. I'm so angry. I can barely see straight. I'm okay with different political views, but when you just go to fifth grade bedrock arguments where you're just proving to me you're an idiot, I'm past it. At that point, I am just past it. T.O. says, I'm not coming to Canton. I'm not taking part of this. I'm going to do it. I believe where he went to college. He's going to do his Hall of Fame thing there. So you. Canton has responded. The Hall of Fame has responded. said, look, the night we announced the, the gold jackets, he's not going to be mentioned. The day we actually do the induction, he's not going to be mentioned. They are 100% in the right. This is what needed to happen. Because let me tell you what's going to, The future, the Tio's the future of this. Just so you know. Social media is going to ruin this, too. Social media is going to ruin, that's what social media does. It's a disruptor. It is going to disrupt traditions. It's going to disrupt um, uh, these situations, essentially. Here's why. It should be you get voted on solely by what you did on the field. But that's not what happens. That's why T.O. wasn't a first ballot. On numbers alone, Tio's a first ballot Hall of Famer, which is what his problem is, is that he was not considered to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. They dinged him because he was a bad he is considered to be a bad teammate. I wasn't in the locker room, I don't know. But he had some off-field issues. There's some stuff like that. And that's people's argument. But why the NFL, and why I'm sorry, really, it's the Pro Football of Fame, why they have to do this is because you cannot allow this to happen and still give him his moment in the sun because more and more players are going to do this. Right. And here's why social media is going to play a role. Because it's no longer sports reporters who you know legitimately, you know or well are supposed to know things. It's now these arguments are now had over Twitter. Who's better? Michael Kobe, this that And these guys all now get the acknowledgement from the fan. See, back in the day it was the sports writer was supposed to tell you what the fan was thinking. Now Twitter tells you what the fan is actually thinking. More and more of these guys are becoming social media stars. They no longer—they will start to feel less like they care about what the NFL says, less what they care about what the Pro Football Hall of Fame says because my Twitter timeline tells me I'm a Hall of Famer. And so if you continue, if you allow, if you pretend that T.O. just is like this regular guy and you're just going to put him in, you make him Part of the ceremony, you're just begging more and more guys to snub, th- 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 to stick their nose up at you.
3: Yeah, the only way that you, as the Pro Football Hall of Fame, could honor somebody who is not in attendance is because they're dead. That's the only way that you can really do that. Because if it's, hey, this just isn't a priority to me. It is. And and, and I, I said this when this all kind of initially came out. It's not a slap in the face to Canton. I know a lot of us take that slight of like, well, what, you'd rather go to your college instead of come to here? It's a slap in the face against the Hall of Fame. Yes. And the Hall of Fame has to do something. You may this if it was in New York. They can't they can't just take it. Exactly. No matter where this was, he was going to skip it. this. It is not a slight against us as a city, no. us as an area. We've
1: seen we've seen members going into the rock and roll. Hall of Fame when the induction was in New York going, I'm not going. I'm not going. Because it, they feel like it's political.
3: And that's nothing to do with,
1: with, New the, with the town. New Yorkers don't go, they don't like them. This is this part of this Ohio. Everybody's out to get us. Cleveland versus the world, which, by the way, you would get your ass kicked 127
3: wins. to nothing. The world's pretty good.
1: Yeah, I'll take the world. I'll take the field. But...
3: Uh, I understand why there's an, a frustration. I understand why there's a little bit of, well, screw you, T.O., but the, the, the Hall of Fame, in my opinion, is kind of in a no-win situation here, so the best they can do is minimize the damage. You can't take it away from him because, honestly, the dude earned it. He does, and I, I, I'm
1: under the opinion— Oh, on numbers alone, sure. If,
3: if, as, as it comes to the Pro Football Hall of Fame and it comes to Hall of Fames and honoring like stuff like that, if it's, a, if it's something morally objectable that you can point at and say, well, hey, this guy's a murderer, that's why we're not letting him in the Hall of Fame— yeah. beat his wife, beat his kids. But we're talking about, like, well, he's a cancer in the locker room, but he was still one of the most productive wide receivers ever. Yeah,
1: Divas, dude, the guy played in the Super Bowl on a broken leg and then had a hell of a game. Now, they they lost the game, but he balled out on a broken leg in the Super Bowl.
3: So those individual accomplishments weighed in with the negatives that he has of of being a bad teammate. I'm okay with that. I'm fine. You can't take the jacket away from him. The dude earned it, but you don't have to shine more light on him. If I was the NFL, I wouldn't put out another statement about that. I wouldn't either.
1: I would say we've we've made our decision. We're moving forward, but you have to make this decision. But like I said, so less, so more and more athletes don't go. Okay, I'm going to skip it because again, their Twitter timelines telling them that they're Hall of Famers. In the in the next you know 20 years, you will need these establishments a lot less because the the social media gets the you know the word out there. Let me I'll, I'll put this in. I'll make an analogy for this about why T O needs to be a Hall of Famer, even though he's a bad teammate. I'll give you a perfect analogy. Those of you that have been listening to me on the radio for a long, long time, I'll give you this. Maxwell was a terrible teammate. He was an awful teammate. It was brutal behind the scenes. Slamming doors, screaming at me, telling me I wasn't good enough, screaming at Tiffany, sending her home early, sending us home early in the middle of a live show. He was a terrible teammate. Show was good, though. Show was good. And I would put him in the Hall of Fame today. He was a terrible teammate, but the product and the field was damn good and damn interesting. That's all that should matter. Phantone got the chance to sit down with Kofi Kingston from the WWE. We're going to run that again for you. That will be next on Rock 106.9.
3: The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream.
1: 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I apologize for the screaming that's been happening in here this last like 30 minutes. I apologize. The guy who reached out to me and said, dude, life's too short. Don't get all worked up about some country idiot and his arrogance about the Earth's climate. Like, relax, man. It's like, the rest of us are pretty smart. I was like, okay, you know what? That's true. And I say this all the time about social media, that I sometimes can get sucked into thinking that this is everybody and that really it's a small percentage of people. It's a very, very small percentage of people. Yeah. But Fantone had a great point about people who are like, screw the coast, man. Let it flood, man. And... Dude, tell people what your thought on this is, because this really hit it on the head for me.
3: What it really boils down to is do you really love this country if you want half of it to be gone? No. I mean, like you're gonna no. you're gonna sit here and you're gonna tell me, I stand for the national anthem. And you want and you want people in California to, to die. die. Right. Is that really is right. that
1: really where you're at right now, dude? I don't understand why people who live in the middle of the country feel like it's more virtuous than the other sides of the country. It's not. It isn't. As a matter of fact, I'll I'll give you a... Dude, you know who's a place that's going to be negatively affected if something happens out west because of global warming? It will be Oregon, who, by the way, is a lot like here. The same dude. Blue collar, deeply religious... You got uh, there's a, uh, you know what I mean Hard-working values. I, dude, you make a you make Oregon all about Portland? You make California all about Los Angeles. Ca- there's more real America in California than anywhere else.
3: If my point was well, dude, let let Wyoming burn because who cares? It's a bunch of it's a bunch of conservatives in there. This dude would be coming at me. Like and, and, right. and, and by the way, dude, the Gulf of Great Mexico point. is going to rise too. Do you care about Texas? Well,
1: well, it, well it, it, this other guy right? says to me, he goes, dude, where did these idiots find out that Myrtle Beach and like nine other NASCAR tracks will flood? What, what are they going to say then? It, idiot. Exactly. I think your point of stand for the national anthem, respect the country, but I don't care if half of them die is a really dumb point to have. And what I don't like about that, and I said this to the Fantone, is that I'm a, I am ai believe athletes should stand for the national anthem. But the problem is, is that when I say that, I get lumped into the same group of people that this dude comes out of
3: right and I feel like transgender people should be able to go to the bathroom but then all of a sudden it's like hormone blockers and it's like dude we, on social media you can, right. you can always 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 find your straw man to argue with because somebody somewhere is going to say something outlandish that doesn't mean it's necessarily indicative of most of people.
1: how everybody feels because I agree I believe transgender people should be able to use the bathroom too because it's going to the bathroom I want to move it. it's Friday yeah, so it I want to move into like a little feel good thing okay and I guess this is just feel good for you <laughs> Fantone had the opportunity to sit down with one-third of the new day, Kofi Kingston. Obviously, the WWE in uh, town tomorrow night, Canton Civic Center. Fantone will be sitting ringside. He'll have big gold on his shoulder. Indeed. indeed. I'm assuming he will. But Kofi Kingston was nice enough to sit down with Fantone uh, for a few minutes. We'll run that for you right now.
3: One-third of the four-time tag team champions of the world. The new day right here. uh, Kofi Kingston, WWE superstar, WWE live. Uh, Coming to Canton, Ohio. Kobe, this is the second time you've been on the program. Thanks for joining us again, man. Oh,
2: well, I must have done a good job. You invited me back. Yeah, dude. Thank you guys for
3: having me on again. Always happy to have you on, dude. And I'm going to ask you this question, which I believe I've asked you before, but I want people to know because there's a lot of dudes who at one point in their life or another were big fans of WWE. Maybe it was the Attitude Era. Maybe it was the Golden Era. You know, there's a lot of different, you know, eras that people have been a part of. Um, What I want to know is why do you think those people should jump back in? What does WWE have going on? today
2: well right now um i think i probably mentioned this before but um like it's a very special time in uh in wwe you know you're seeing a lot of things that you never thought that you would see for those people who are wrestling fans aj Styles is one of the greatest wrestlers in the history of the sport um and he had never been with wwe up until a couple years ago no one ever thought it was possible and now here he is on top of that uh, shinsuke nakamura another guy huge star in japan uh, who thought, you know, everyone thought he was going to stay in Japan and his career out there, and he has ended up in WWE as well. Actually, uh, at this show coming up, um, AJ Styles and Nakamura are going to be wrestling each other in a no disqualification match. So you're seeing a lot of special, um, you know, special things. Kevin Owens, another big star on the independent, who you never thought was going to be in WWE. It's like just a, a special time where you're seeing like all the best in the world in one place at the at one time, and it's WWE. So um, it's pretty awesome, man. And like those people who haven't been to like a live show, it's completely different than what you see on TV, man. Like you go there, you get to uh, bring your signs. We notice those signs. You cheer for the people who you love. You boo the people who you don't like. And it's a great time all around. Family-friendly entertainment, and we all love doing it. We all love the energy that we get from the crowd. So it's just an amazing experience and uh, one that people never forget, for sure. No no question
3: about it. There's a different energy at house shows, and the WWE at the Canton Civic Center is absolutely amazing. You guys have made the trip, I don't know, three, four times in the past three or four years. And every single time, dude, you guys bring the house down, I'm glad you bring up all those names, though. You know, the Shinsuke Nakamura's, the AJ Styles, the Kevin Owens, guys like that. Um, one of the things that has changed recently in the wrestling industry if you ask me is the ability for fans to reach out to wrestlers to have their opinions heard and that's all thanks to social media one of the things one of the things I hear regularly and I roll my eyes at it every single time is well there's too much talent in WWE right now there's just too much These, (laughs) they don't have storylines for everyone they can't make it happen so what I want to know from you Kofi Kingston one-third of the New Day right there how has social media impacted the way that you go about your business how has that changed you know how you deal with fans and how they deal with you
2: well i mean it's really so yeah like you said it's kind of like that double-edged sword because uh you know everyone has an opinion but i think that's the greatest thing about it is that you do get to interact with the people who have an interest in uh in, in wwe man you get to like get direct feedback on what people thought about what happened because back in the day you would never know like you would know if like a segment went well or a match went well you would think that it might have and then you would never get the feedback from the people and see how they felt about it so we get all of that and you know good bad um but you know indifferent we, we we appreciate all the feedback that we get you know what i mean um everyone has their favorites you know what i'm saying like one of the uh the tough things about having so much great talent in wwe right now is being able to find the time to have all that great talent beyond all the time we only have a certain amount of time on the show but what it does guarantee is that the best crop Gets on the TV. I,
3: I, I appreciate that answer, but I'm just gonna say it, man. I just feel like so many times wrestling fans just have this entitled sense of like, well, you're not <laughs> doing it exactly how I want it, and I just have to roll my eyes at it every time I see it. Yeah. Um, Kofi, yeah, I, I want to get your opinion on. I want to get your opinion on something, and you know, maybe not you personally, but I want to know about guys in the locker room. Um, do guys in the locker room resent Brock Lesnar? I don't
2: know if it's a resentment. Um... You know, Brock has has done a lot in this industry. You know what I'm saying. So um, there are a lot of people like you know. So when, for example, when The Rock used to come back, and you know, people were like, oh, he's taking my spot, or Brock, you know, same thing. Like the reality of the matter is that they they paid their dues back in the day. You know what I'm saying. So um, without them, we probably wouldn't have you know as as popular of an industry as we do today. And uh, having said that, you know what I mean. We would obviously like to see um, our, our champion. Uh, be, be on the show as much as possible. And, of course, when people don't see that, they get upset. But that's, like the, that's, that's the, uh, the drawing factor of it, right? Like, you, you don't know whether he's going to be on the show or not. But then when you do get a Brock Lesnar, it's really like a, it makes it that much more special for the people involved, you know? Um, I think for the people in the locker room, like, we, we all want that top spot. So whether it was Brock Lesnar in that spot or, or anybody else, there would always be some kind of, like, resentment toward that because being, you know, a WWE superstar, you always want to be the best.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I personally think that, you know, Brock Lesnar, it's like, to me, every day's not Christmas, man. You, you don't you don't get that big yeah. payoff every single day, but when it happens, it's well worth the wait, so at least that's where I stand on it. Uh, tickets still available, Ticketmaster.com, or of course you can stop by the Canton Civic Center. This is going to be Saturday night, uh, WWE Live. If you've never been a part of it, I, I recommend it to everybody. I'm a huge wrestling fan, and like I said, house shows are just something special, but I want to talk about Sunday night, and uh, that is going to be extremely Stream rules. I know that you guys, the New Day, are going to be taking on the three-man tag team of Sanity in a tables match Dude, tables matches just violent, dude. There's no question about it. How do you prepare yeah. yourself? How do you prepare yourself mentally to step into that ring with guys like that who are just waiting to beat you up?
2: Well, the thing about it is that, like you, you know, going into a tables match, that you're going to come out with some bumps and some bruises for sure. There's no, there's no question about that. Um, as far as sanity is concerned, I think we're actually all excited about it because uh, honestly, you know, they've been down in NXT for quite some time, making a name for themselves, and a lot of people have been wanting to see this matchup for a while. so... Now they've made their appearance. They've made their debut, and now we got this tables match with them at Extreme Moves. And I'm really wanting to see what they got. You know, uh, we we are uh, strong believers in the fact that iron sharpens iron. You know, so we always want to have the best competition. Um, obviously, uh, Sanity has been wanting to get up to the main roster for a while. They're looking to make a statement, and we don't want to have them make a statement on us. You know, so it's going to be awesome, man. It's going to be a great match, and we can't wait. My, my son is over here telling me that he just pooped, you know? <laughs> so he, he's potty training right now, and he just told, he just told me that he's pooped. He's very proud of himself. So good job, man. Well, hey, hey, man, hey no, congratulations <laughs> to your
3: son. hey. And before you get off the phone to go change that dirty diaper, uh, you know, yeah. I'm talking to Kofi Kingston, one-third of the New Day, one of the most decorated WWE superstars in the history of the game, man. Um, and I think people would be upset with me if I didn't ask you this. A lot of rumors swirling around the Internet right now. Is the New Day going to break up?
2: Okay. So, oh, okay, let me, let me squash all these rumors right now. The New Day will never break up. We, we just don't see the point. You know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of uh, people are like, oh, you know, you guys all want to have some singles glory and go chase singles titles and this and that. And, yeah, we all do, but we're going to do it as a group. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, that just makes the most sense. Um, you're, you're stronger with a team, right? Like, why, why would you go into a fight by yourself when you could go in with two other guys who have your back, who are, who are your best friends, you know, uh, it just seems that it, to, to us, that makes the most sense. So um, that's where our minds are at in terms of a singles title. I think there's a lot of intrigue as far as, uh, you know, the, the free bird slash new day rule in terms of being able to do that with a singles championship title, you know, uh, crossing that bridge and seeing, uh, seeing what we can do with that. You know, even with the money in the bank briefcase, would be awesome to be able to it with that. So, um, that's, that's where our head is at, man. Like, we're always trying to do things that are different. We don't want to do things that have been done before. You've already seen groups break up and they go, like, go off and, like, fight each other. You, you, you've seen that before, you know? So, we're always trying to do things that you've not seen before. Um, so, so, yeah, man, if, if there's any talk about us, uh, breaking up, you know, you'll, you'll see us all kind of ride off into the sunset together. So, it's, uh, it's three amigos, you know, one for all and all for one, or, or whatever the saying is, you know? We always have each other's backs. The very
3: end. What I what I've always said and what I think would be best for you guys is I guys I want you guys to Wu Tang it. I want you guys to go record only bill for Cuban Links. I want you to record Liquid Swords on your own and do your own thing, but you still got to rep that Wu Tang flag. And I, I just I, you know what I'm saying? Like I th- I think that's yes. what you guys got, dude. I know you got a crappy diaper that you got to go deal with, so I'm gonna let you off the phone uh, this Saturday night, Canton, <laughs> Ohio. Tickets still available. Ticketmaster.com or the Civic Center box office. Kofi Kingston. One more time, bro. Appreciate you.
2: Word up, man. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show again, guys. Nine.
0: And all I got to say is it's Friday. And everybody help me say the sinner's prayer. Say, oh, God. Oh, my neck. Clint Parker. Melinda Brown Duncan, baby. And Josh Rockin' Roller. Was that a man or a woman? Because he needs a haircut more than I do. A friend of mine said to me the other day, why don't you write a song about all this NFL stuff? So... Here it goes, it's called Kick the dust up <laughs> If he were habitual homosexuals Then by all means Take a hike I thought I liked women Women, 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 women <laughs> Get him out of here
1: How hell I like you You can come over to my house and f- my sister Wow
2: It is, other than jazz, it's the only other real American art form there is There's a dirty little secret You told Clint Parker
0: To turn around and take off his pants Yes. And did he?
1: Yes, and I just gave him a couple of swats. You
2: gonna die doing this dumb yeah. f- f- f***ing fool? Open your mouth so I can give you this milk. Open your f***ing mouth, man. I gotta do you like my two-year-old baby. The
0: truth of the matter is, You were not a good baby.
2: Well, you ain't seen nothing, my friend, until you have a flame coming out of your butthole, and you need an asbestos diaper to be able to keep that flame from burning a hole in your pants. You ain't seen nothing yet. And
0: I don't know nothing about it, but I learned quick, fast, and hurt.
2: McDonald's
0: a piece of Miocic's a piece of Clint Parker. I'm coming for you, mother
2: What? Swung on, blasted, high, deep to right, down the line, gone! Jose Ramirez, second home
0: run. You told me to leave
3: while in my order while you're making out with that slut.
0: Being in the industry with how much f- do you take on your face? Bam, all upside his head, just slap him. That's going make you slap somebody.
1: This is terrible. this is the
3: Take
0: off my shoes around. So kiss my black not okay. Make fun of my nose. They call me ugly. They say I have no friends.
1: Watching other guys that are doing what I want to be doing and I'm sitting on the couch being a loser.
2: Until I first drank my dog's pee, I was depressed, I was sad, and I had really bad acne. Dog pee also has vitamin A in it, it has vitamin E in it, and it has 10 grams of calcium. And it's also proven to help cure cancer. And that is why I look so much better than you.
1: Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Before the break, you may have heard Fantone stand down with Kofi Kingston, one-third of uh, WWE's New Day, who will be in town tomorrow night Civic Center. And uh, one of our very dedicated Twitter followers listens to the program religiously, this guy does. Justin is his name. Tweeted in and said, how did Fantone sit down with one-third of New Day and never, not one time in this interview... Did you ask for a piece of advice on how you should handle your own wrestling match next week against Juice Jennings?
3: Well,. I'm going to give you a little bit of behind the curtain information here. Yeah. WWE, not exactly uh, welcome to the idea of talking about other wrestling promotions when I'm promoting when I'm promoting their event tomorrow night. So that was one of those things where I was like eh, protect the brand. Should probably hold off on that one right there. Okay. But as an update, and I will let people know, the training has been intense. It has been underway last night. I was at Spinebuster University uh, with my good buddy, no shame, Jimmy Shane. He is one of the members of Team Fantone, dude. And I'm ready. I'm not going to lie, man. I'm feeling confident. I'm I'm, I'm feeling good about it. It all goes down one week from today, July 20th at Buzzbin. Uh, For the first time ever, I'll be stepping in the squared circle. Ohio Championship Wrestling, thank you guys for giving me the opportunity to do it. Juice Jennings, I'm coming to kick your ass, baby. I'm ready.
1: Okay. I'm just going to warn you. Yeah. All right. It's story time with with what stands for. Okay. Here we go. So when we first started to do the show together, I didn't know Fantone from Adam. Right. I didn't know him at all. And we went to, I think it was a charge game. And I ended up walking away from him and sitting in another (laughs) section. Because Fantone is a heckler. He's one of those guys, like, he'll get up and he'll heckle athletes, like, right, like, two feet in front of him. So, dude, just so you know, I am going to be on your ass at Buzzbin, dude. I'm just going to be screaming. I, Dude, I personally... I would walk across the street to avoid talking to Juchet, <laughs> for sure. Like I would go out of my way to not have to like interchange with him whatsoever. But that night he and I will be on the same team. Okay.
3: All right. All right. You're on the Counter-Strike, then. That's um, what his squad is known as. I'm
1: um, with Counter-Strike. Oh, man. What do you got going on this weekend? Uh, this
3: weekend, obviously, the big event is
1: WWE Canton. Yeah, tomorrow, tomorrow night. night.
3: Civic Center is uh, the place. Tickets are still available, Ticketmaster.com, or you can stop by the Civic Center. Other than that, I don't know, dude. Uh-huh. Hopefully, the weather's okay. What's the story to Stansbury? What do you got going on?
1: I'm going to relax today. I don't think a whole lot going on. Uh, tomorrow morning, I'm getting together with the North Canton Collision guys, um, you know, big, huge sponsor of the Stansberry. Show and uh, they've got an extra spot open in the United Sales Golf Outing. Okay. That's taking place at Lions Den, a course I really, really like. And they were like, Yo, dude, we need a fourth for this outing uh on Saturday, can you make it? And I was like, Well, if it's for the North Canton Collision guys, I will yeah, and dude,
3: know, and it's golf too. Let's not act like somebody like some random just gonna be like, yo, it's it's where we play golf.
1: Just so you know, if you've been in the collision bigger or small, <laughs> ding. North Canton Collision ding. is who you call. NorthCantonCollision.com. But yeah, I'll be hanging out with those guys tomorrow morning doing that, and then Sunday, just you know, kind of kicking back and relaxing. Aside from that, we're done for the week. Be back at it live Monday morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. You guys have a fantastic weekend.
2: See ya. Toby boys brought popcorn. to Stan's Ferry Show. Cause I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.